Hi, I'm Corey of Conversations with Corey, who is ready for raw and honest conversations about life, faith, struggles, and things that bring you joy, things that make you furious. What have you overcome? Where does resilience come from? Join me as I have insightful, honest, and raw conversations with a variety of everyday people walking out their faith in truth and love. I can't wait. See you soon. Well, hey, Alexis. Hey. (laughs) Welcome to Conversations with Corey and my friend Alexis and I have known each other now for how many years? About eight. About eight years. And boy, have we both seen each other walk through so many trials. <laughs> I don't yes, know why. We have. Is, yes, all my friends seem to have similar trials, and at least I don't feel alone. No, no, never feel alone with me. <laughs> But today we're going to talk about from trials to triumph. And I think when we're walking through trials in our life, we we hope to come out the other side. But I don't think in the middle of it, we think we're going to come out the other side. That is true. At least not stronger because it just feels like we're so weak in, in a trial. Yeah. Especially when they seem to be coming from all sides at once, which in your case man have you walked through some stuff yes and and as a as a as a younger mom and a newly pretty newly married person with with a couple kids yeah (laughs) so much I mean it would be hard on your own but with a family it's even harder so absolutely Alexis you are married yeah and you've married now for well we'll be 11 years this September wow congratulations thank you that is definitely a tri- it's definitely another triumph because marriage is not easy. No, it's not. <laughs> and you have three beautiful children. Thank you. Uh, two girls and a boy. Mm-hmm. And we know each other through a holy, sacred, beautiful moment in time. And then, um, and I guess you're going to want me to say it. So absolutely <clears throat> called called childbirth. Because I was privileged to be your midwife. Yes. And and God really used your birth to um, build not just me up, but also to really change how you saw childbirth and change how you saw um, the power of God. Yeah. Because um, some very supernatural things happened at that birth and... And I'll never forget it. <laughs> like so Neither will I. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Um, <clears throat> but you, even more than that, you walk through some pretty crazy, um, crazy natural life events that were just, yeah, unheard of, like the fires. So yeah. I'm going to let you start with... Um, 
just anything you want to start with. And uh, I just really am so grateful to have you because this is going to be a great conversation because you're really good at having conversations. And thank you. And um, <laughs> I like to talk. And you're very clear communicator, so it's going to be fun. And also, you just kind of speak your mind. And also, I know you as somebody that God uses to speak. So I'm really excited. Thank so, you. I yeah, thank you so great. much for having me, Corey. I I really mean it when I say you are one of my favorite people in this world. Your heart, who you are and how you continue to be so persistent in your pursuit of God and in your love for the people around you. Um, You've changed my life. The reason I can have this conversation is because you were obedient to the Lord and you played such an important piece in my breakthrough story. And I'm just eternally grateful for you and who you are. Thank you so much. And you know, the Lord will use anybody that just says yes continually that is true (laughs) that is so true how you just have to keep saying yes 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 and and the rest is his doing so thank you so much and um and i would say the same for you you're just such a bright beautiful soul and i love i love you as a mother i love watching you as a mom and it's a joy the way that you love your kids Thank and the way you. that you love your husband and just the friend that you are. So I am so privileged to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to deep dive into this because we're teetering off into a new land that I don't know. I'm looking back and I'm trying to remember how transparent I had been about all that we walk through yeah. in this particular season that I'm going to share. Yeah. I've shared about my birth on a lot of platforms. I know there's podcasts out there, there's yeah. YouTube videos, but we're charting into an area that I don't know how open I have been about the ups, the downs, and the the depth of the sacrifice we went to right. to you know in in these seasons. So I'm excited. I'm excited too because I have a belief that in our honesty we find in bringing things to light we find healing and one of the things that we I find is that people feel like they're the only ones that they can't share honestly and the church has done a very good job of keeping us from sharing honestly yep and it's it's not the way it's supposed to be so it's not I want to change that culture I want to make it okay to be honest and okay to be where you're at and and to be loved in that process and not to be, you know, I, I think the Bible says, um, uh, confess your sins, you know, or your hardships one to another and pray for each other that you yes. may be healed. And so I've said that in other podcasts that when we feel we have the, the safety to say, what's really happening there's so much healing in just that but it also doesn't just heal us it also heals everybody around us in that we can um we've given them permission to be free to be honest because we're not going to get free by hiding our light hiding the things in us hiding our darkness even and so you know God wants to come in and bring light to those places in us that are afraid to share, afraid to be real, afraid to be safe. And and the only way we're going to change that culture is by doing the opposite of that. So 
I am really excited because you and I have always had really candid conversations. Yes, so it always be hard always. between us. But I'm proud of you, and um, and I know this is going to be an incredible, um, life changing conversation for someone. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, so tell me about your trials to triumph and how you came about with, um, you know that subject, those subjects. I the freedom that you gave to just be honest mm-hmm. um, I'm going to take you up on that Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I have had so many people look at my life and see different snippets of it and just say you have been through such awful times I, I, and, and they see my see negative or I have other people and they see my life and they might see the house or they might see other things and say oh you have you have it so easy right how did you get here right and and neither sees the full picture right and so I am really looking forward to deep diving into what actually took place yeah this whole journey because to give you again a, a huge perspective, I will touch on a few things and then we'll dive deeper into yeah. each category. Yeah. <clears throat> but my my family and I we we delivered our second born in Reading. Yep. Um, that was a huge journey in itself to have a midwife. I was right. very afraid of birth. I was afraid of home birth. I had so much fear so that season was a very sacrificial season of doing something I did not want to do that I know that I know God asked me to do and it yeah. the payoff was immense yeah. life changing it changed my entire worldview how I saw myself yeah. how I saw God as a provider yeah. a friend someone who is faithful someone who yeah. could bend the natural realm to mm-hmm. get my needs met mm-hmm. um, it, it changed my life then right. we go into a new season of, you know, we had breakthrough. We were on the opposite end of that. We go through a journey of fires, evacuating those, laying down things. And, right. and so all of that category goes into, these are trials from God. The, these right. are what he brought. Right. And then there is another side of it to the story that I don't want people to be confused about and that's the enemy and he comes to steal kill and destroy right and if you don't have discernment and if you're not connected to the Lord everything is going to get blurred and you're going to think one is the Lord one is not and it can really be a lot of shrapnel to our heart Mm -hmm. the way that we see God and the way that we see ourselves and so going through this journey of good and bad and also the triumphs knowing where I stood before the Lord and who I was yeah. was key to surviving. I had to stay connected to him to discern what he was doing. Right. Because it, it would look from the outside like everything was just like a joke. <laughs> it, it totally did. When you didn't think it could get any worse, it got worse. <laughs> right. And and I think sometimes that while I think there's that there's that that theology that God is in control of everything and therefore he does things to us and it's not that he is doing things to us but he's using the things that that happen like in the natural world to teach us and to help us learn how to trust but he's not making it hard for us to fail no he's not forcing us into hard times to 
to condition us better. Like he's this mean, you know, kind of cruel God. You are exactly and, right. And I feel like when it 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 is very easy to turn and point fingers and blame God when we're in those times. It is much harder to stand and walk in faith, knowing that eventually, maybe the explanation might come later that we might see and understand because it's such a the God is just so much farther than we can think or even understand. And so I think that if you come out the other side in triumph through a trial, it's only because you have faith. It's only because you trusted. And I think what, what I've learned in my trials is that I didn't know God's depth like I thought I did. And that's what trials did for me. They taught me to trust in a way and have love in a way and have um, just know, know God in a way that is like, you can't push me over. Right. It's so rooted. And it's different because I didn't even know I was lacking a root until I knew I was lacking a root, if you know what I mean. It's true. When the wind comes. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, oh, oh, not as sturdy as I once thought I was. Yeah. And your story is like that because you went through the the huge fires that swept through your town Mm -hmm. that wiped out a lot of um, area. I mean, we've been doing fires in Northern California for many years. Years. But this was not like normal. Mm-mm. And then on top of that, you know, you guys had to evacuate and were, and were relocated to... I'll let you tell the rest of your story. Yeah. So when these fires came, mm-hmm. of course, it was unexpected. I was six weeks postpartum. Right. I had two toddlers. Just delivered my baby at 42 weeks pregnant. Yep. So I was already in a vulnerable state. I had my maternity pants on still. I was packing up. We were supposed to be moving. Right. It was just a rental. But to me at that time and that season, it was my dream home. Right. This this was everything I had prayed for. Right. So we finally got breakthrough. We were living in this tiny town home for for years. Right. And the last whole year we were there, we didn't even want to be there. And when this other home opened up, they picked us for it. We got approved. It was on the perfect street. It had this beautiful view. I could see myself homeschooling. I mean, it was just so perfect. And so we were packing our house. It was home in your heart. It was home. Right. And not only that, when I had walked into the house, and I'm not somebody who's like, whoa, I felt God. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But I walked into that house and I felt the Lord's presence so strong. I was like, this is for sure the house that God has for our family. Mm -hmm. So we are packing up with such excitement and joy. And um, I, again, God pulled through for me. I had another delivery. It wasn't with you. It was it was an unfortunate circumstance with some of the things that surrounded it. But I just walked out of a trial. Right. And delivered a baby at 42 weeks. So now I wake up in the morning. I look out the window and it's raining ash and soot outside. Right. And I just have this very bizarre feeling. And I told my husband, I said, babe, I, I think you should go get gas and get some water. And I started mm-hmm. doing some laundry and, and I, 
I said, babe, I really think that we should leave for the day. Yeah. So we, we pack our car, we get in the car, we start driving down, we're gonna go to Sacramento. And I just have this thought, I said, if this is more than a day, let's just go down to Orange County. Let's meet up with my family. We don't want to spend a bunch of money at a hotel. Right. So there we go. We're off. And halfway through our drive there, we stopped at a hotel because California is a very long state to drive with three toddlers. Yep. (laughs) Or three, two toddlers and a newborn. (laughs) And a newborn. (laughs) And my phone is just going off the rocker. I mean, it's just so many messages. My phone is ringing. I'm seeing Facebook posts are flying through saying the fire jumped. It's at this house. And then now before I know it, our town is gridlocked. There's no power. Yep. And this fire has turned into a monster. Yep. And I am just in shock because not only does all my stuff still is still sitting in my home yeah. but i have this new home i'm supposed to be moving into in a couple days my friends houses are getting burnt down i'm sitting in this hotel room with my children still in my maternity pants still bleeding postpartum yeah going what is going on and this is right. just the beginning right man yeah. That is so traumatizing. <laughs> it, it really was. It's it was. It's so traumatizing. It, it, you go through shock. I was right. just in complete and total shock. Yeah, I didn't know what was happening. And yeah. the interesting thing is, is I believe God gives dreams. I'm a big yeah. dreamer. I yeah. record my dreams. Yeah. And so we are on our way down. <clears throat> and I look up fire dreams and boy did I have a lot of dreams about fires coming and in these dreams I could clearly see the season that God had prepared for us that we were about to walk into yeah it was the outline of the theme of the season that we were stepping into that God had predestined for us to walk Mm -hmm. in right and he was our guide he was our shepherd he was the light to my feet yeah and without those dreams, I mean, I, I'm not sure I would have had the confidence to make some of the decisions as confirmation along the right. way. It was yeah. very powerful, but I'll come into those dreams and the meaning in a little bit. But do you have any questions for me, Karina? Oh, no, Corey. no, go. That, this is great. No, just keep, just keep sharing. It's awesome. So um, we, we go down and we're in Orange County and we're there for two weeks. And we are being pressed at, living with family, and it's chaos, and we're not feeling comfortable, and we're definitely feeling like we need to make a decision right now. Are we going to go back? Right. And I was walking around Target. I was with my husband, my newborn, my two toddlers, and I could feel this tension. Like, if you're going to go back, and if you want to actually have this house, you need to go back. But if not, you need to let it go. And I was just so torn. My mind is swirling. I've got these babies. I don't know where I am. I don't know what I'm doing. The fire is still totally active. At this point, it had burned over 80,000 acres. Right. And was at 5% containment. 
The air was black. It was toxic. It was so hard to breathe in. I know my parameters as well with postpartum. I've having had postpartum depression. Right. Um, So I knew that I need to be able to sit outside and feel the sunshine. That is one simple thing that makes a huge difference for me. And knowing that I have to be locked in my house while it looked like the apocalypse outside, Mm -hmm. I knew that 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 wasn't what was best for me. Right. And so I picked up the phone and I remember saying, God, you have brought me this house that felt like such a stretch and such a miracle and such an answered prayer. Yeah. You know, the Bible says you own cattle on a thousand hills, so you can get me another <laughs> house, right? So I called and I'm shaking and I said, give it to the next person. And at this point, insurance companies are willing to pay copious amounts of cash for these people that are being displaced from the fire. So right, right now there's starting to be more people than homes. Right. The town is just crazy. It's chaos. Right. So and my if father- I remember right, there was like a, there was like, for hotels were full everywhere. Full. For, for, full. for as far as you can find. Right. You couldn't find a place to stay. You could not. Because Reading is such a small town. Yeah. So it's not like you have all these other towns close to you where you could just drive to the next town and get a hotel. Right. It's not like that. You're in the country. So if you want to drive right. three hours, you can get a hotel. Right. But um, yeah, it wasn't like that. Right. So huge displacement. And I was going to say, you know, fires had become so commonplace that it was not uncommon to spend two to four months indoors. Correct. Correct. Every single year, the fire season was longer and earlier. Right. And so it was just, it was terrible. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what's weird? I'm looking at the calendar. It was this month. Oh, wow. uh, Maybe almost to the day. Wow. It was in June. I'm just realizing that. Wow. Um, so you guys so, are, you're in Orange County. You're having to make all these decisions. You let your house go. We let it go. We let it go. And you guys were supposed to move out, right? Like in a couple of days. Yes. We had people moving into our house. And so while it feels like we're trapped, there's people that were actually homes got burned down. Right. You know, so, so we were probably, I want to say two miles. Our house was two miles from the the active fire. Um, But it's still in this suggested evacuation it wasn't mandatory but it was suggested so anyways how they draw these lines I have no idea it still was chaos so my dad drives up there my sweet father and he finishes up packing my entire house for me and brings everything into a storage unit up there Wow! and he's an amazing father I don't know what I would have done without him so he does that and our family flies to South Carolina to go stay with my husband's family while we can just get our heads on straight and figure out what the heck is happening. <laughs> Sorry, I'm only laughing because I know the next part of this story. <laughs> I mean, there's just so much. I'm like, oh. So much. So you're expecting, you know, we're going somewhere where we're at peace and calm and the chaos is gone. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> now what, what happens next? So oh, man. my, I love my in-laws. Not everybody says yeah. that. I yeah. say that and I mean it with my whole heart. Yeah. 
Um, so we moved in with my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and we go to a family reunion and we're so excited. I didn't come from a family that like was all together. Everybody was chopped up through divorce and remarriage and all this stuff. So so going to family reunion was like a long time dream of mine. So with that, we were in North Carolina on the beach. And then of course, um, (laughs) we hear a hurricane is coming. So we head back. The timing, we didn't have to change our plans. It just was like we were leaving right as this thing is being notified it's coming. So we go to South Carolina where we're still supposed to get hit by this hurricane. Yeah. So back it up. One little piece I forgot to share is my my husband's brother is in the middle of a divorce that kind of came out of nowhere to at least me. Mm-hmm. So he is leaving his home and he's driving across the country to also move in with my in-laws. Oh, wow. So there's this hurricane <clears throat> situation going on. There's also in this season, the brother driving across to stay with us. And right. on the Fire. way, one of his dogs died. Displacement. <laughs> yes. And on the way, one of his dogs Dude. dies. No. So we've got the the brother going through a divorce with his dead dog, the siblings who are displaced, the other siblings displaced with his wife and children from the fire. And then now we have grandparents coming as well from the beach in North Carolina to, (laughs) to come with us into the house. So we are all here in awful seasons in this house. Can you believe that? Oh no. Obviously the tip of the iceberg still, still. So, was a really hard season for me as someone who feels atmospheres yeah and somebody who needs their own space and somebody who needs time with the lord and to cultivate my my own connection with god and my children's health there was you know movies playing from a family member really loud like r-rated with lots of murder and violence and cussing and it was just filling upstairs where our living room space was and I'm in this really hard season and right. I've I've got all my own stuff going on and now I'm in an environment where I'm feeling everyone else's stuff as well and that was really really hard for me yeah it's hard for a feeler to turn off the feeling <laughs> absolutely and postpartum you're so sensitive yes you know so you have all that going in the postpartum <clears throat> in a new environment in a new state in a new side of the country and all the family dynamics, even if they're good, they're all, yeah. it's a lot. It was a lot. It was yeah. a lot going on. And so we're in this season of just, uh, again, our hands are open to the Lord, but I'm still in shock. I didn't get to say goodbye to this house. I just delivered my baby in and brought my other baby home to. Wow. And, and not only that, I didn't get to say goodbye to my friends. They're all starting to get displaced as well. Right. I, I don't have a home to go back to. Right. And I'm across the country in a, in a place I've never lived. And right. I'm with all these other people. I've got my children. And and I'm feeling pressure to, to make a decision with what I'm going to do. Right. So it was very pressing. And I just remember rocking. I would go outside and I would rock on the balcony. And I would open the word and I would just pray pray and I would just continue to surrender and give my life back to God and say whatever you have for me is what I want 
But when I looked back at these dreams, there was one dream in particular that really stood out to me. Yeah. And in my dream, there was a fire tornado. Yep. And it was on the I-5. And I don't know if you remember this, Karina. They had the very first fire NATO that I at least have heard of yeah. being recorded yep. that happened during that fire. Yeah, it did. And it's that it was- basically a fire NATO is when the fire, the winds of the fire and the heat becomes so strong it creates its own weather pattern. Is that right? Yes. <clears throat> Something like that. Yes. And it was but it all does create its own weather pattern. Right. Yes. And and in my dream, there is this fire tornado. And I had this dream probably about two years prior. Yeah. And it's on the I-5 and it's eating up the road. And before yeah. and you see the road and it's getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And mm-hmm. before you know it, it becomes so small that a car's width does not even fit on the road. And right. in my dream, you had to get out of the car and walk. And the Lord spoke to me in my dream and he said, you cannot bring your ministries with you into heaven. You can only bring yourself. Wow. Are you willing to get out of the car and walk? Wow. And so I am going through this crazy season with the Lord where I am seeing his heart leaning into the community that we are in, leaning into the people that we are around, into my life, into my friends' lives. And I see this theme of him saying, are you willing to follow me, me, and get out of your mind and just be with me? And it wasn't like ministry is bad, but he was going after the heart and something about it. And I knew that this was the theme of laying down everything and being willing to just walk in the sphere of the Lord knowing that what he had prepared for me was so much better than anything that I would have in my hands. Right. Wow. So, so that was the theme. And we ended up staying for a hundred days (laughs) to the T. We did not plan that. And the funny thing is, is when I'm there, I realize hey, babe, we have, we have insurance. And this is the craziest thing, Corey. One month before the fire came, yeah, the Lord's clearest day three times. The first two times I kind of wrote it off. I thought it was my own thought, like whatever. And it was get runner's insurance. Get runner's mm-hmm. insurance, get runner's insurance. So I turn to my husband, I remember he's walking down the stairs and I say, hey, I know this sounds weird, but do we have renter's insurance at this house? I knew we had it at our last home. Do we have it here? He said, no. And I said, I think that you need to get it. And so he's like, okay. So it was like, what, a $12 payment? Yeah, it's not expensive at all. It was super cheap. Yeah. Highly recommend. Yes. So we call the insurance company and we realize they're going to cover a hotel room for us. Right, right. And they're going to evaluate the damages and all this stuff. So we, at one point, we just feel like, well, maybe we'll have a better shot of finding a home if we can just get back. And we were so surrendered. We, we would have been willing to stay in South Carolina. We would have been willing to stay in Orange County. I even asked the Lord. It was not timing. Right. I mean, we were open to the entire map. Just tell us what to do and we'll do it. And right, he we'll sent go. us back. 
Right. So it is our first week and we are back in Reading. We landed there. I can't, I, I feel like sometime in October, June. Right. With something like that. <laughs> yes. Without a house. Uh-huh. And we go, we're believing. We said, maybe God will open up a door. Insurance will probably cover us for a week. We, we could just go and we'll figure out what happens. We right. have to do something. Right. So we fly back. We, we are there for, I think, 48 or 72 hours. And all of a sudden, our hotel room starts flooding with more smoke after it just lifted. Yep. And the Paradise Fire happened. <laughs> yep. And so our hotel starts filling up with evacuees from Paradise, which is a couple hours drive, which is where you're from. Yep. I was born and raised in... Um family three generations in paradise and everybody that i know was well lost most everything 90 percent of that town burned to the ground oh my gosh and i think that was yep. the fastest burning fire on record yep i yep. mean it just leveled that town and it was burning all four sides so oh my gosh. um my dad always said you know he always prepared us for that fire growing up he'd always say if there's ever a fire you know, you're going to go to the high lakes, you're going to step in the middle of it, and you're going to be in the water. But the thing is that it was, everything was on fire. Oh my there was gosh. nowhere to go. Oh my yeah, gosh. my husband's um, dad drove through. Um, they were huge flames. I mean, he, he I, a lot of people that we knew um, drove through things. Their tires were popping and melting on their cars as they drove. Oh my gosh. People thought there were people burned up in their vehicles, but there were people that didn't think they were going to make it um, through those fires. And for and you know it was just horrifying. Horrifying. So um, in some ways, worse than Reading because <laughs> it yeah. was just such an unexpected fire. It was, yeah. and and so here we are in still wow. shock disarray. So uh, here you are again with fire, more flames, with more smoke. more fires, and I, I'm just saying, God. I'm just going to start praying for these people. And so they were coming in and I was able to love them with the same love in which he gave us. Yeah. And and that brought a lot of healing, being able to pray for yeah. these people in their place of vulnerability in a way that I never got to have that prayer because we, we weren't around our community. Right. And right. so it was traumatizing and it was uh, healing all at the same time because I was able to see what God was doing in the middle of it. Yeah. And so we're there and we Thanksgiving goes by, no home. We're still thinking, well, what, what is going to happen? And it's funny because, again, here we are. We're staying in a pretty nice hotel. Mind you, mm-hmm. we have no kitchen. They, <laughs> yep. they made the bed wrong every single day. There was no <laughs> flat sheet. They would turn. Or I'm sorry, there was no bottom sheet. I think that's and the, right. What's yep. the flat sheet? Which one is that? Anyways, like top sheet. They they would put a top sheet as the bottom sheet, and they would turn it the wrong way. And my husband would have to remake the bed every single day. And I know that that sounds so petty, but not having your own bed and yeah. someone remaking your bed you're just, wrong. You're just it just highlights to you in that situation that I'm not home. I am and, not home. Right. And I'm and in tears still. People I don't know are, how you did all this. <laughs> me neither. And people are like, oh, you're so blessed. You have room service. I'm like, I have no kitchen. I have 
you know, no, no home. It's great when you think you have a place to go back to, yeah. but you have nowhere to go. And now I'm gaining all this weight because I can eat all the cake I want. <laughs> and like postpartum and this girl's making my bed wrong and I have no screws to put together my daughter's bouncy seat or tools. So I have to ask maintenance or it's just, it was just hard and it was really uncomfortable. And anytime right. I needed to do laundry, we'd have to load it onto a cart and I'd have to shovel it out the hotel. And right. I was doing my absolute best to stay surrendered, to have my eyes focused on the Lord, to focus on people and setting a, a, an example for him. Yeah. Um, but it was challenging. It was really, really hard. Oh, <laughs> 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 that's my that's my word. Oh, uh, so it's so long and so this, long. And this whole time you have a little baby. Yeah, a newborn baby and two, two little toddlers. Oh. Yes. So it was it was brutal. It was brutal, Corey. And so we finally find a house. And people kept saying, "Well, well, can't, you could just live here." I'm like, "Yeah, we can live in this nasty cesspool with our three children in a really bad area of town. We could totally do that." Or I could keep saying, "God, what do you have for our family?" Mm-hmm. And and if God says no, He says no. Right. So people would often look at our lives and say, "Well, why don't you just do this?" And I'd say, "Well, what if God is saying not to?" Right. And, and it, I felt at times like, God, what are we doing? I feel like we're just, we, all I ever wanted, all I ever dreamed of my entire life was having a home, having yeah. a family. My parents divorced so young, I would pack a suitcase. I would go back and forth from the time I was four years old. I dreamed of this home that we were supposed to have. I let it go. And here we are months later, just torn apart, but saying like, yes to God every day. So mm-hmm. I am I'm in such a vulnerable state, but in the place of saying yes. Still mm-hmm. my yes did not waver. And but it was in tears. Yeah. So And you know, and you know you know you know how you knew that house you know when you walk in the house you just know like this is this is it. Yes. It's the same with like when you don't have permission to do something. Absolutely. It's like, hmm no. And you're and you're thinking like I'm giving up like this amazing opportunity or or I know I'm not supposed to settle and it's so hard <laughs> it's so hard you just have a gut knowing you just know uh-uh that isn't it and I don't know why but I have to wait hey this is Corey thank you so much for listening today And if you liked what you heard, consider giving me a follow. Have a wonderful day. See you next time.